Our scripture reading for today is taken from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 to 8. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 to 8. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons before Jesus Christ, to, him, him, to himself according to the good pleasures of his will. Six, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Eight, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. May the Lord add his blessings to his word. Um, today, the Lord has prepared a vessel to bless us, and he's in no other person than our senior pastor elect, Reverend Washington Darker. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. God is good. Let us pray. Lift your voice and just speak to the Lord this moment. Lift your voice and speak to him. Lord, tell him that you are grateful to him that he is the one that you trust and you have to trust some trust in horses some trust in chariots some trust in their skill their abilities their family name but you have Jesus to trust just thank God for that and pray that God will bless his word into your life and get you rooted in Christ Jesus and grant you the grace for an intimate knowledge of him by the time his word comes to an end today you have been elevated to another notch another level of intimacy with Christ Jesus our heavenly father we thank you so much and we bless and praise your holy name It's awesome to be in your house and to be in your presence. And you have your word for us today. May we not miss that which you have for us today. For today we have an appointment with God. Appointment with destiny in our time. To hear a certain word that will put us on a different pedestal in our walk with you. May we not miss it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, church. Amen. Hallelujah, church. Amen. This morning I'll be speaking to us on chosen to be holy. Holy. 
chosen to be holy. And there are four verses, but I'll focus only on one. Because I think that is sufficient to deal with the subject. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in him. I'll speak to us on the fact that God chose us. Number two, God chose us from eternity. Number three, God chose us for a purpose. And number four, let's live to fulfill that purpose. Hallelujah. God chose us. That's number one. Beloved, it is God, according to the scripture, who chose us. We did not choose ourselves. Sometimes we say that when I found Christ, no, it was Christ who found you. You were without God, without hope, you were missing, you were wayward, and God found you. So, if there is a choice to make, it is God who chose you. Out of all people, out of all the nations, out of all the tribes, perhaps out of your whole family. So, I'd like you to see yourself as very, very privileged. Very privileged to be chosen of God. And this choice that God made, God made the choice in Christ. So how did God make the choice? He made that choice in Christ. So outside of Christ, God does not make choices. Amen? Amen. He did not choose you out of Christ. He chose you in Christ. So the means by which God makes choices for his own in the New Testament age is in Christ. In the Old Testament age, he chose Abraham. He chose the Israelites out of Israel, Egypt. But in our age, his choice is in him. That is in Christ. So the only way to qualify for the choice of God is to be in Christ. Hallelujah. And that tells us that if God is the one making the choice, then he is choosing us deliberately. Intentionally. Can you imagine that? That God's eyes were looking to and fro and he found you and intentionally chose you to come. Deliberately chose you to come. Now, all these things are speaking to the last point that we should live to fulfill his purpose. So, don't miss it. He chose you intentionally. If I bring you intentionally into my life, intentionally into my house, intentionally into ministry, intentionally into somewhere, then there must be something I really want you to do. 
I will not go through an elaborate process of allowing my son to come and die on the cross in order to choose you to live aimlessly and walk about carelessly. So God went through an elaborate process to choose you. For Christ Jesus to die that painful and shameful death on the cross. So, the choice God made, if I should use a big language, was not serendipitous. Christianity is not serendipity. Where things happen just like that. A big bank. You are walking and then you found it. No. No. So my sister, my brother, Kojo Kwame, Ama, whoever you are, under the sound of my voice, who God has chosen in Christ, notice that he deliberately sought you out and chose you to be his own. And there must be a response on your part for that deliberate choice of God. And we shall come to that pretty shortly. Now remember, in God making this choice, he has said somewhere in John chapter 6, chapter 3, verse 16, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting life and not perish. Now there is a whosoever so all of us, before we got here, we were part of the whosoever. And there are many whosoever's out there. Having their free will as free moral agents. Who God is not manipulating or, or, or trying to control or force or cajole to accept him. Except that his spirit is still alive. Convicting the world of sin and of judgment and of righteousness. So the same spirit, whilst we were out there, as the whosoever, we heard the gospel perhaps several times. But on one fine morning, on one fine day, on one fine evening, you, 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 the same gospel you perhaps have heard severally, the Spirit of God granted you conviction. And through your free will, you accepted him. And then you walked into his house. And when you entered his house, then you lifted your head and saw in the scriptures and saw on the walls in that hall the chosen of God. So out there you were just one of the whosoever's. But when you yielded through your free will to the Holy Spirit, you became the chosen of God. You became God's chosen. Hallelujah. So God's choice is not to be treated lightly. It is not to be treated lightly. Hallelujah. Number two. God chose us from eternity. The Bible tells us that he chose us 
before the creation began, before the foundations of the earth. That is, when God's counsel was formed, when God determined to choose us, he did so from eternity, before the world began. From eternity. And what that means is that all that concerns you in Christ, all that concerns you in Christ, and that is why I believe the prayer Pastor Kingsley prayed was in tune with the Spirit's move for today. All the songs we sang and everything. God chose you from eternity. What it means is that all that concerns you in Christ is a product of God's eternal counsel. Before you came, you see, I can make provisions for my children. I gave birth to them. So I make provision for them. I plan for their schooling. I plan for their education. I plan for their clothing. I plan for their feeding. I plan for where they will live. I put plans in place as my children. For my friend who needs something and asks me for a gift or for something, I do not really plan. I just, on the spare of the moment, put my hand in my pocket and... Uh, my, the, the eyes on my fingers find some. You understand the eyes on my fingers? Some of us, we have eyes on our fingers. So when it's time for an offering, there's eyes kicking. <laughs> and he finds some money and then he just gives it to him. There and then. No planning. For my children, I do some planning. For my wedding, I'll do some planning. For, for a funeral, I'll do some planning. For a childbirth, you do some planning. So if we, in our limited nature, are able to do this kind of planning, then what about a God who before time planned about you to choose you? He has determined everything concerning you in Christ from the day you entered even before you entered. Before you came in. He made eternal provisions. That is why he cautions us against doubt and fear. He made eternal provisions for us. God chose us from eternity, church. And You and I are blessed of him. Especially so because this eternal counsel of God does not change. It doesn't change. And Hebrews chapter 6, 17 and 18 puts it, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. May be greatly encouraged. 
in these times where there's so much uncertainty and discouragement and fear and, and, and people don't know what's going to happen next to the, 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 the next minute, we who have taken hold of Christ and has come to him, God has his eternal counsel concerning us and it cannot change in relation to all the provisions he has made ahead of time concerning you. And the Bible says that because of that, we should be greatly encouraged. Greatly encouraged. Take encouragement that that ailment, you will be delivered from it. Take encouragement that that financial stress, he will deliver you from it. That indebtedness that gives you sleepless nights, the Lord will deliver you from it. Take encouragement. Take encouragement. Hallelujah. Let me move quickly to the third point. God's purpose for choosing us. In the text that we are looking at in verse 4, if you can go back to verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 1, God declares, or the, the apostle speaks about twofold purpose. Two. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy. Number one. To be blameless. Number two. In his sight. To be blameless and holy. Now, be careful, church. It is very easy to quickly begin to imagine that this God's choice of you wanting or he wanting you to be holy and blameless immediately is speaking about your holiness and your blamelessness. Careful. Careful. He is not speaking immediately. I'm choosing my words carefully. He is not speaking immediately. Because if you look at the text, he says that he chose you to be. Now, what I am saying is that he did not choose us because he foresaw that we will be holy, but because he determined to make us whole. He did not choose us because he foresaw. Because many times you and I fail. But he chose us to be holy because, not because he foresaw that, but he determined that I I will make, I'll put in structures and systems to keep them on course. To make them holy. So, all who have been chosen for salvation, so if you have been chosen for salvation and have been justified by faith, then get to understand that you are chosen as holiness or unto holiness as a means of showing forth that salvation you have received. So he put in a system for your sanctification. For your continual sanctification by the blood and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So he chose us to be holy because he has made provision for us to walk in a certain way through his word. Number two, he says, without blame before him. 
Now, I have underlined in my material before him or in his sight. And that is one of the things that, church, if we are knowing Christ intimately, it is not just enough to be blameless in the sight of men. For that is easy. To be blameless in the sight of men and walk around in a very sanctimonious Guru Maharaji way. It's very easy. Hallelujah. But the challenge for us is that we should be without blame before him. Before him. Before him. Before God. He sees what others don't see. He sees into your motives, your intentions, and your heart. He sees your, 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 even your attitude that you have not shown yet. That the three people say that, Subayin Atisen Yinsen. You haven't shown it yet, so nobody has seen it. God sees through and through and through all of that. So, his intention for us to be holy is not that our holiness will be a mere outward appearance, but an internal one. See, this whole idea of wanting you to be holy, my intention is not for it to be an outward one. That is why I am saying that it should be before me. So my intention for you to be holy is that you should have a certain holiness which is an internal one, which is real and not superficial. And that brings out a huge challenge for you and I. One writer says that this blamelessness is akin to a kind of innocence that is humanly unattainable. This blamelessness is akin to a kind of holiness or innocence that is humanly unattainable. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear a louder amen? amen? Can I hear your loudest amen? amen? Hallelujah, church. Hallelujah, church. Amen. So, It presents some kind of a scare. Hey, me too. Can I attain this? But are you not one of the chosen? When I was talking about God chose us, you said, Amen. God chose us from the foundation. Hallelujah. God chose us before the foundation. And you, it was you he chose. You said, yeah, it is me. Now, let's do the thing. <laughs> let's see why he chose you. <laughs> it is scary sometimes, church. Especially when you know your, our short, we know our shortcomings. We know that we are not spotless. We are not perfect. But we are the ones he has chosen. Amen? So, what it is is that. What it is is that. The joy of all this that should enable us to live up to the standard is that 
This his choice that he made us to be holy and blameless before him. He chose us in Christ. That is the answer to the fear that I cannot attain this level of holiness. The answer to the fear, the concern, that your inability and worry, whether you can attain it or not, is that your, the choice he made, he made in Christ. So you were chosen in Christ. Those two words, don't take it for granted in the text. He chose you in Christ so that these things can become possible for you. If it is a choice outside of Christ, you will labor and struggle to attain this level of holiness and perfection and blamelessness and you can never get it. But because the choice is made in Christ and like I said in passing, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have been chosen in Christ, enabled in Christ, strengthened in Christ. So when we say rooted and we say in Christ Jesus, please understand what we are talking about. Hallelujah. You are in him. You are in him. You are in him. Amen. Tell yourself, I am in Christ. I have been chosen. Oh, say it with confidence. I have been chosen in him to be holy and blameless before God. Before God. Before God. And I am able because I am in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, this does not mean that our conduct and our behavior is irrelevant. No. That is where we need to live to fulfill the purpose. That's my last point. We should live to fulfill his purpose. Our conduct and our behavior is not irrelevant. Indeed, we are to live out who we are in Christ. Amen? And that brings me to my last but one slide. And that is, Paul says in the book of Romans, we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. We are to present our bodies. And more importantly, let me take us to a passage which drives home this point of your life or our life being lived to fulfill the purpose. That's, I mean, our life being relevant in the way we live it. That is um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Please project it for us. And that will be the end of <clears throat> my word for us today. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed. Now, now, what Paul is saying here to the people in Philippi, if they were not even obeying, he is calling them to conscience. As you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but how now much more in my absence, continue, continue, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, this particular passage has been, many, many have tried to interpret it and have not done such, so much of a good job. And I'm not saying by any stretch of imagination that I'm about to do a good job. 
Hallelujah. See, he didn't say that work out or work for your own salvation. Many people think that they are, this passage means you must work for your salvation. So they are working for their own salvation. No. He says, work out your own salvation. Do works that manifest your salvation. Work out. Show forth. Demonstrate. Manifest. Live out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by the works I do. Apostle James says. So work out. Work it out. Show forth that you have been called, you have been chosen to be holy. With fear and trembling. Show it forth. Because even this working out, it is not by your might. Verse 13. Verse 13 says, because it is God who is at work in you. Both to will and to act according to his good purpose, pleasure, counsel, which is for you to be holy and blameless. In this context of Ephesians 1.4. Hallelujah. So you and I are being called and being brought to another pedestal. I don't know what is the sin that easily besets you. That brings you down so ever so often. That you struggle with. But may I submit to you that the Bible says that you have been chosen in God to be holy and blameless. And he is in you both to will and to do according to his pleasure. So live out what salvation you have received. He's made provision for your holiness by your continual sanctification. So live it out. 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 Live it out in that office. Don't add zeros to where there is no zeros. Don't under invoice, don't over invoice. Speak the truth in love. Live it out. Live it out. Let the church be the voice of conscience in our various offices. Hallelujah. He has called us to be holy and blameless before him. Men may not understand why you are taking that stand, but you know that you are taking the stand before God, before God, before God. Abraham, I have called you to walk and be blameless before me. Can you imagine that you are walking and he is just watching over you? You know, when you see some ant walking and you want to kill it and the ant is before you, and it's going up and down, it's before you. He goes under the chair, you pull it, you pull the chair. That is how the whole thing is like, you are before him. Hallelujah. There's nowhere to hide. Amen. Church, in conclusion, God chose us. How did he choose us? He chose us in Christ. When? Before the world began. Why? To be holy, number one. Number two, to be blameless. And this, not before men, but more importantly, before God. So, our response, let's live as people 
who purpose in our hearts to fulfill the purpose for which he has called us. God bless you, church.